that's also a very different part of the country. And it's like, oh, like this single girl. I know. They think you're like, what? what's the word? Going to blow their husband. <laughs> You're like this Jezebel. It's like coming in. Like, I don't want your fucking married husband's like dad bod and little dick. Fuck out of here. back to another episode of Girls Gotta Eat Podcast. Welcome. We are coming to you from Mouth Media, powered by Sennheiser. Fresh off a Vegas trip. (laughs) Our first trip to Vegas. Yes, we had both never been to Vegas, so we just went together. I think we did it right. We like flew in 24 hours, like hit up all the things, great dinner, great <laughs> concert, flew right back home. All, all the things though, all the Vegas things. Like, let's be clear. We didn't do any we <laughs> drugs, the- hookers, none of that. We did all the legal things. <laughs> we had a great time though. We did. We um, were partnering with Ticketmaster this summer um, for Summer of Live. Hashtag Summer of Live. Uh, and Kicked we're gonna- off in Vegas. And really like such a good kickoff with them. Uh, so we went there to go to the Gwen Stefani concert at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Um, Really like phenomenal concert. Oh my gosh. Okay. So regardless of what you think about Vegas, (laughs) those shows are next level because they have those performers there with, they have those residencies. So like those stages and art and sets are like designed for like Gwen Stefani, JLo, whoever it is. It's just, it's next level. I've never seen a show like that. We were just in awe the entire time. And like that venue was really intimate. We were so up close with Gwen it, it it starts on time. There's no opener. It's just like bam, walk in, get 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 your Ticketmaster tickets, walk in, get right into it. It was incredible. It really was. I've never seen a show like that before. Like <sighs> where you see one of the greatest performers of all time. Like She's you can, insane. You never think you could see somebody like that. Um, but we do want to plug Ticketmaster. I mean, I always use them, and I never really thought about like how easy and great it is to use them. Yeah, they're like the household name. Of course, they're easy. They're safe and. The thing that a lot of people don't know is that you can get really last minute tickets even day of show. So a lot of people are like, oh, Beyonce sold out, Drake sold out, whatever it may be. And they're usually not. That They told us that. They were like, we're usually really just always check, check the app and check online. The app's great to have on your phone. So you can get tickets like day of and just FYI on Gwen Stefani, she's about to take a break. So, and I think JLo's in the fall. And Backstreet Boys. And Backstreet Boys. So much going on in Vegas. I also didn't realize that this is so prevalent, but people like counterfeit tickets all the time. So Ticketmaster is a place where they guarantee you that the tickets are real. So there's no chance you're going to get to the concert and not be able to get in. Right. So on that note, we have some other concerts we are going to this summer. The next thing we'll be doing, and you guys obviously can follow all this along on our Instagram, we are going to Chicago. I'm so excited because I'm going to find a husband. I'm so excited. You guys know Chicago is the best place for women to date. So many hot guys, not enough girls to go around. We're going to Lollapalooza with Ticketmaster. So excited in like two weeks. Can you imagine how many guys you're going to meet? Like- I am. I'm going to come back with a ring on my finger. <laughs> And then, and then Raina, tell them the other concerts we're going to. I'm freaking out. I, can't. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to handle Just this. take a deep breath and say it. We're going to see Jay-Z and Beyonce. Oh, my God. Um, we're actually seeing them in Philadelphia, which I'm so psyched about because um, I'm a PA girl. And Drake, who has, like I think, a residency Cannot. in New York for a week. He's going to be here for a week. Yeah, so we're either going to see him at Madison Square Garden or Barclays. We're not sure yet. So we're going to Beyonce, end of the month, and Drake. And this is another thing with Ticketmaster, like the fact that the tickets are verified, obviously never fake. Like, can you imagine 
getting tickets, you roll up to Beyonce and Jay-Z and your tickets are fake. Like, you're can you even You're imagine. getting on a plane going somewhere and you're like, And oh, your tickets are, right, exactly. But um, I'm excited you guys can follow us all summer long um, for our summer of live tour on Instagram. Now we're back for like a hot second for 24 hours. Yeah, but I want to talk about a few things about Vegas. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we were there for 24 hours. We flew out early morning a couple days ago, got back last night, and we it, just laugh <laughs> at everything. We make the best of any situation. So we boarded the plane totally on time. Um, Ticketmaster, got, we got we had expedited security. Everything was great. We are like, we are crushing it. We boarded right away. We get on the plane. We sit down, sit next to each other, buckle our seats belts, and they come over their loudspeaker. They're like, everybody needs to get off the plane. That flight attendant sounded so pissed off. that She was like, y'all need to deplane. Basically, that was like, it was so like aggressive and just like everybody needs to get off the plane. We were like, what? We had to escort the pilot off the plane. <laughs> she literally was like, we had to escort the pilot off the plane. He, Ashley looks at me and goes, and he was drunk. And he was drunk. And he was drunk. I swear to God. Also, that's a reference to our Jared Fried episode. We say it all the time. And he was drunk. I, I've never heard of this in my entire life. We had to escort Escort the, the pilot plane. off the plane. And um, we had to wait for another hour and a half, two hours in the airport. And then we got back on with a new pilot. And hysterical trip there. <laughs> I think it's the hardest I've ever left. I got on the plane with makeup, and I got off the plane without any makeup on because Ashley was making me laugh so hard. I was crying tears and down We my get face. to play in Hollywood, check into our rooms. The first thing we notice is the giant bathtub. It's I was like, well, this is all seen. Raina. Raina's probably going to miss the Gwen Stefani show. She's going to like, spend the rest of the trip in this bathtub. I looked at it, and I was like, well, I'm going to drown today. This is so big. <laughs> We went to the pool and you were like, can we just go back up to the room? I need to get a bath. I need to take a two-hour bath before the show. In 24 hours, I took a shower and two baths. (laughs) And I I had a water fiasco. There wasn't any water in my room. I had to call for water. It was a whole thing. So I'm like late meeting Raina downstairs. And where in the Planet Hollywood, there's like this big, there's like a mall. And so Raina's like, take your time. I'm just down here in Sephora. Yeah, I, just, I popped down to buy a $12 lip gloss from Sephora because I really like their lip gloss. Um, this is not an ad for Sephora. I just like it. Um, so I popped down for one second and I'm talking to the girl and she's like... I'm like, ask her to help me find this lip gloss. And I figured, like, while I'm here, I'll just have them do some makeup for me. I, in New York, I always go to Sephora to have them yeah, do their makeup. Yeah, they do a great job. They do a great job. Like, we did a photo shoot for Probably the podcast. Probably every chick that works at Sephora in New York City is, like, a beauty blogger anyway. Yeah, they you do know, a great job. They're great. So I'm like, no big deal. I say to the girl, I'm like, can you just give me, like, a little smoky eye before I go out? <laughs> so she's like, oh, look at this person. She's glitter all over her face, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm like, how bad could you fuck up a smoky eye? So I'm down there waiting for Ashley to come down, and she's like, put some eyeshadow on, and she's like, do you ever like pencil in your brows? I'm like, a little bit. She's like, you know, let me just uh, put some stuff on you. She's parading me around the store, and she's putting like, she's doing eyebrow stuff, under eye concealer, she's putting like makeup on. Ashley comes downstairs, and I, oh, you could tell them. Uh, first of all, I'm like, see, the the lady that is doing Raina's full makeup at this point has <laughs> glitter and stars on her eyes like right i'm sorry the fact that you and we leave and Raina is so upset she's like i can't believe i look like this she's actually like, like it's time you look great i'm like if this was you if this was you she's you like, would if this be was so you. pissed they're lucky it was me and not you but i was like okay yeah you're right but i wouldn't have let the lady with the glitter eyeshadow do my makeup like that was your first mistake she would look like a vegas showgirl right i was like sure give me a subtle smoky eye like, yeah, I'm sorry. That was on you. Uh, Gwen Stefani could have seen me from the stage with all the all the lights in her face. It was so crazy. I looked like I, I looked insane. 
black eyebrows. I have blonde hair. Black I'm, eyebrows. I'm sorry, but you really have no one to blame but yourself. She's like, that's what you get for letting the glitter palace. You see somebody with like a lime green mohawk, and you're like, can you give me some highlights? Like, you don't do that. So anyway, we looked fabulous. But no, we had a great time in Vegas. The show was amazing. We had a great dinner. And then we got up and took some pics front of the Vegas sign and we flew back. So we're back and we're off to our next adventure. If you guys are listening to this on the Monday that it comes out, what, 15th, 16th, I don't know, whatever. What do you know? Uh, <laughs> we will be in Dewey Beach. We came home for 24 hours just to like pack, take another shower and take another vacation. We're going to Dewey Beach We're going tomorrow. to Dewey Beach, Delaware, which is basically, I'm from Delaware. Dewey Beach is where I've, I've lived there a bunch of summers, spent a lot of time there. It's my favorite place on earth. I love it. Such a party town. Um, Raina, You've been before, (laughs) but you didn't have fun, which is a crazy thing. If you can't have fun there, something's wrong. So tell everybody what was wrong. (laughs) Uh, Who I went with was what was wrong. Um, This guy is somebody who I dated. Let me explain to you how boring he is. We did an entire episode about him and had to cut the episode. (laughs) It is the only time we've ever done this. The episode was so boring. Recorded a full episode on long-distance relationships, and both of the guys we dated long-distance were so boring, we had to cut the episode. But mostly it was about this guy. Mostly it was about this guy. So this is who I went to Dewey Beach with. It was so boring. Like, nobody could go see, like, live music and be in, like, a mosh pit of good-looking people and alcohol and not have a good time except for the two of us. Except for the two of you guys, yeah. So we are so excited to go back. I have a couple guys lined up for us. For uh, oh my god, did you line guys up already? <laughs> no, last year I met this very hot pilot in Dewey Beach, and we've stayed in touch. And he's like, "When are you coming this year? When are you come this year?" So he's going to be there. He has some cute friends. So you see, I've showed you a picture. Oh, he's so hot. Smoke show. Crazy. I'm excited to make a new memory there, a good memory there. Yes, we're going to make lots of memories. But let's catch up on. We talked about last week that you went to a wedding. Yeah, alone. What? You mentioned the guy that was going to be there. Yeah, so one of my oldest friends got married. Terrible guy, but good at sex. <laughs> we actually had, we dated for a little while. Yes, he was a pathological liar, but probably the most like chemistry I've ever felt right. with somebody. Like, I see him from across the room and I'm just like, Phew. Yeah, Brady, right, you said that last week. Did you guys fuck? Yeah, we fucked. We <laughs> fucked all weekend. <laughs> Um, you know, it was sort of an interesting situation to me because everybody I grew up with is married. There was tons of pregnant people at the wedding. Like, mm-hmm. I really was one of the only single people, like, not married with a kid at this wedding. And I saw him, like, as soon as I walked into the rehearsal dinner, and he, like, walked right up to me and was like, oh, my God, thank God you're here, and I don't have to have small talk with people anymore. Oh, yeah. And it was just, it just was nice to have, like, a pretend boyfriend for a few days. Yeah. Um, somebody to, like, sit next to you and make fun of people, and, you know, you know you're going to, like, go back to the room at the end of the night. It's perfect. I mean, it, it wasn't, like, you were there alone. No, and then we took a little road trip back to Pittsburgh on Sunday, and we got to like hang out sober for a little while in the car, and I had somebody to put the gas in my car and fill up my tires with oh, air. I mean, it was so great. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it was really nice. It was a fun little fling. And I'm like so attracted to him, and he's whatever. So he doesn't live in the country, which is very nice for me because I don't have to think about this. I I, I do like that because you've made it pretty clear he's not like a gem of a human. So <laughs> he lives in Paris. We hate Paris. <laughs> So we drove back to Pittsburgh on Sunday and he gets he drove my car. We got out of the car and he like kisses me and he's like, come to Paris. And I was like, <laughs> I fucking hate Paris. It's never gonna happen. That is so fun. We're the only two girls in this fucking world that a guy whispers in your ear, come to Paris, and we're like, oh my god, ew. <laughs> 
never. <laughs> He's like still like in my mouth kissing me, and I'm like, I would never do a thing like that. <laughs> Guys, also just to if you don't know what we're referencing, you can listen to our. Is it the travel episode? The travel episode. So I think the, tr- the episode is called Let's Talk About Traveling, and the whole 20-minute intro is us shitting all over <laughs> It's the longest intro we ever did. We even shortened it because <laughs> we, like, went on such a rant. Okay. All right. Whew. All right. So. So this, this is a really good opener for yes, the episode for the today. Episode today. Being single at a wedding, even though you kind of had a boyfriend, but yeah, we have gotten a lot of emails and DMs and questions from you guys about this whole, like, being the single friend. Tons of emails from yeah. people saying, my I'm, friends are married, how do I make friends, I'm breaking, my, I feel like I'm breaking up with my best friend, like, really, all those things you guys want to know about. And so, this is going to be a lot of stuff about when your friends start pairing off, and what do you do, and how to make new friends, and... All the, all the things. I think the reality is that as we get older, people pair off, you know, and right. everybody, this is a time in our lives where everybody's in these very different stages. People are planning weddings, they're buying houses, they're having kids, and everybody's sort of in these different stages. And I think that a lot of people that are single during these stages start to feel like their friends are being maybe smug and judgmental and... I think it's important to start to evaluate, are they being like this or am I being hypersensitive? But, you know, it does make you evaluate, you know, I'm the only single girl in this situation and like, how can I function in that situation? Right. Well, let me ask you this. We know each other pretty well in like our history, but like when you were growing up in like middle school, high school, college and early 20s, like were you mostly in relationships or were you mostly single or were you just kind of like equally balanced? Um, For me, I'm equally balanced. I'm not one of those girls that's like always in a relationship. relationship. Um, I've had... I'm very fortunate to have a lot of have really good relationships in my life. There's several men I've been very in love with and very happy with. Um, there's been times in my life where I wasn't in relationships, and I'm fine either way. Um, happy balance. Yeah, I'm I'm perfectly fine either way. Um, what about you? I'm just always single. I mean, like, I don't know. I just always valued my friends. I wanted to be around my friends. I have a great family. Like, I never felt I never felt that need to like be in this romantic relationship and. I didn't, I dated in in high school, you know, I went to the dances and all that stuff. I didn't have a serious boyfriend until right at the end of high school. And then I didn't even seriously date somebody again till the, actually the end of college. And then I really have only had one very serious relationship where it was like, we weren't long distance. We lived together for a little bit. We were very in love. And so if I've dated a ton, you know, I'll date a few months here or there, but like for the most part, like I have a, not one of those girls that's always been in a relationship. So I am... (laughs) very good at making friends, keeping friends, surrounding myself with people, making new friends. When my friends start to pair off, we're going to talk about that kind of stuff too. But yeah, I think I, I don't know. You sound like you were just healthy right in the middle, but like we all know those girls that are like, they've been, they bounce from relationship to the relationship. They have like their next relationship in order before they like get out of the first one. Like they can't be alone. And I think sometimes those girls, they finally are alone at one point and they're like, oh my God, I don't have any friends. Right. And I think it's hard to make friends when you are in relationship, 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 because that person is your life and that's, you know, your number one priority. And I want to be sensitive to the fact that like, this is different throughout the country. So we've gotten some emails being like, okay, I'm not, I don't live in New York city where everybody is single, Single, unmarried. Like I live in the South and I really am the only person like I'm, I'm 30 and I'm a spinster for not being married. So like what I can tell you is you need to move to New York City. <laughs> My answer That's for always advice. This, this, this happened to me. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it, but it sucks. You're like, oh God, everybody's moving to the suburbs. And 
I always said, I hate to say it, I don't want to sound really negative. I said to myself, I was like, I don't want to be in my mid-30s in Atlanta and be single. And I, I hate to say that, but like it does vary by by place in the country. Oh, a hundred percent. And like I found I would have a really hard time, even Pittsburgh, which is a modern like city, I would have a hard time living there now and being single because I just I mean, I guess if I lived there, I'd have single friends, but I don't currently have single friends. I go home and I bop around from married friend's house to married friend's house and I visit with their kids, but like, it's not the same life. And I'm sensitive to the fact that like, you know, I've gone to weddings in Kentucky and like women don't want you talking to their husband right? and things like that, because that's also a very different part of the country. And it's like, oh, like this single girl. I know they think you're like, what's the word? Going to blow their husband. (laughs) You're like this Jezebel. It's like coming in. Like, I don't want your fucking married husband's like dad bod and little dick. Get the fuck I'm, out of here. I'm like capable of keeping my panties on, except for at this wedding last weekend. I wasn't capable. Yeah, but no one's trying to fuck your husband. Sorry. Right. But I, I'm sensitive to the fact that it's different all over the country. It is easier to be single in major, major cities just because you have a bigger pool of people. It's just not an issue here. And so, I mean, I think we do have a lot of listeners in New York, and I feel very lucky to live here. You just don't have that vibe of like I'm the only single person when you live here. And that's one of the reasons one of the reasons why I want to live here. I think that like I always feel like I don't have any I don't have a lot of friends that are married. I'm no friends that have kids in New York. If I had kids or I was married, I'd probably have more friends like that. But right. I mean, yeah, um, you surround yourself with what you're But we talked about it a lot, and I think that like, you know, you grow up and you have groups of friends now that are in that stage of life and are in different stages of life. And I think it's important to sort of learn how to like navigate all those different groups of friends. Right. So I guess we can kind of address this, what do you do when you feel like you all of a sudden wake up one day and you're like, oh God, everyone's engaged, married, kids, they're all like coupled up, moving on. Right. Do you ever feel like, and I think I've felt like this and you probably have too, like you're losing your friends. Yeah. So but both of my very best friends, aside from Raina, I do have other friends, um, <laughs> Kate and my other best friend, Corey. I've, I've talked about Kate a ton. I haven't mentioned Corey too much, but Corey and I have been friends when we were four years old. We've lost touch a little bit because now she's married with a kid and a stepson. And I'm not going to talk so much about her because we've always had to like be long distance friends and like prioritize each other. So every time I go back to Delaware, she makes time for me. She's a great friend. I felt like we lost touch a little bit when she had a baby, but not so much even when she was like married and stuff. And I was obviously involved in her like bachelorette wedding, all these things. So and I want to say like, oh my God, is it so hard to have a kid? Like you're learning so much. Yeah. It's normal to lose, and she, lose track of friends. It's so cute because she like, she listens to the podcast because she can do it like on her, she's a teacher. She can do it during planning period, whatever. And she's like, I feel like connected to you because of that. It's We're, we're great. Kate and I did have um, a little bit of this happen when she met her now husband and Kate and I were best friends in Atlanta, lived next door to each other, attached at the hip. You know, we were just like, everybody knew. We're like always together. We had worked at the same place for a bit, like just never apart, went to the same bar every single night. Like it was just kind of, it's, it's almost like one of those, like you're, maybe you're too close, you know, because what happens when someone meets somebody? Cause like we're a couple. And I remember the very first weekend, cause and we're dating, you know, we're dating people, but like, we're still each other's priority. We're dating these like terrible guys, you know, we're sharing all these funny dating stories. But like when she met her now husband, I remember the weekend and I could like feel it where it was like, she didn't answer my text all weekend. I mean, she fell in love like quick and they're married and he's great. He's the best. He's like husband of the year every year. And, and I get like that too. And I felt it. I was like, oh my God, this it's like it's happening. <laughs> like 
<laughs> she hasn't responded to my text all weekend. I'm like, where have you been? I felt like panicky. And, you know, event, they fell in love. They eventually moved in together. And we didn't, nothing, we still hung out. I would still go over. But, I mean, she's fallen in love with her husband now. And so our friendship changed and, uh, you know, other factors too. But I think I knew and other friends were kind of getting married and things like that and moving and all these things. And I definitely knew. I was like, I just need to make more friends. And I made some other friends that, like, just were more single, like, to party more. And that's what I actually, in that time period, made a group of really good guy friends because I'm like, they're not going to leave me. You know, guys are always down to party. A bunch of, like, this group of, like, hot single six guy friends. We're all still friends today. One of the guys helped me start Bros Being Basic. And I loved that. I, like, just hung out with these dudes all the time. It was really fun. It was a very fun time in my life in Atlanta. So I look back on this kind of, like, kind of a blessing because it, it forced me to make new friends, do new things, and I couldn't rely on my best friend to be, like, attached to the hip all the time. And now we are closer than ever. Like, we, she visits here. I go there. I stay in her house with her and her husband. And we literally are, are so, so, so close. And so... I remember when I was starting to like just feel like we were drifting apart. I'm like, I, I'm so sad that like I don't think you can go from being like best friends attached to the hip to like drifting apart and ever come back to being the same. And I talked to a friend about this. She's going to come on the show. She's like a therapist type life coach, medium, all the things. And she was like, Ashley, like, I promise you, like, friendships, like, ebb and flow like this. And I'm like, no, they don't. Like, we're not, we're never going to be the same. And I remember her saying, like, I'm sure you will. I'm sure it'll work itself out. Because I was like, I just miss Kate. And she was right. And, like, we're best friends again. So I think it sucks. It sucks when all the girls are, like, your best friends. You had this single group of friends. All of a sudden, they're, like, married. And so... I think I did a great job with making new friends, but like if I can say one thing, it is like you'll get your best friend back. You know, things will chill out, hopefully, but like it happened for me. Long story, but to answer your question, like, yeah, I felt like I was like losing my best friend. It's hard when you're in it to remind yourself like these stage of life ebbs and flows kind of thing because like when you're in it, you're like, how am I ever going to recover from this? How are we ever going to recover from this? But all my friendships have had ebbs and flows and times when we've been closer than others and especially like late 20s, early 30s, everybody's in these different stages of life. And I'll never forget the situation. I was in Pittsburgh. I was with three of my oldest girlfriends, Molly, Donna, and Laura. Um, Molly had like a kid that was like two years old. I think Donna was trying to get pregnant. Laura was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting, they're all talking about like organic baby food, organic baby clothing. And, you know, did you breastfeed? How long? And I remember sitting there and I was just like, my eyes like glazed over because I was like, I have nothing to contribute to this. <laughs> right. I don't care about any of this. Yeah. But these are the people I love the most in the world. I've known them my entire life. And it's like, I thought to myself like, oh my God, are these friendships over? Is this like what we're going to talk about for the rest of our lives? Right. And like, no, we've all rebounded. I love spending time with all of them. Right. They're able to like talk about other stuff now. But you know, it's, you're always like, oh my God, am I losing this person? Yes. And I think that every relationship is a little different. Like, some people really are being a dick about their relationship. Like, I had one... 100%. People lose their friends forever. People can be total dicks and they just get obsessed with their relationship and don't make time for their friends anymore. Right. And I think, like I said earlier, it's, and I wrote this down, I want to like hammer it in. Like it's right. super important to self-evaluate and say, are these people actually being smug and judgmental of me? Or am I being hypersensitive because I'm a little jealous and I'm lonely? And I'm lonely. Yeah. And you know, I had and one. And I relied gr- too much on my friends for right. like my happiness and my which is, you know, you should rely on your friends for happiness. Yeah. But I had this one girlfriend who I'm not friends with anymore and for a number of reasons. But one of the things that she used to do all the time that would drive me crazy and really hurt my feelings was she would start a lot of sentences with, my husband this, my husband that. And I okay, want- We get it. You get it. You have a husband. <laughs> and my boyfriend. <laughs> I wanted to go to some event one night and she didn't want to go. And I kept hocking her to come because I wanted her company. And she said, well, my goal isn't to meet guys to fuck. Okay. I was so angry. 
because what an asshole. it was so judgmental. It, right. I, I wasn't going there to meet men to sleep. But first of all, if I was, it's none of your business, and I'm perfectly entitled to do that as a right, single person. Right. But secondly, I, I just wanted her company. Oh, you're so much better than me because right. you're married. It's like, all, not only are you an asshole, you like just slut-shamed me. It's like, go fuck yourself. I, right. Yeah. And I, I read this today, and I thought that it was a really like interesting quote, and that I was reading an article and it just said like your future is no better or worse than mine and there's no guarantees so mm-hmm. you might be married now and that's great but 50% of marriages will end this year <laughs> so use that to console yourself they're gonna break up anyway don't two, worry <laughs> two million people got married this year and 900,000 people got divorced right <laughs> so I mean I'm happy when people are happy and I love them but like I have plenty of friends but that are in- we're gonna break up you'll get them back <laughs> <laughs> I have plenty of friends that are in relationships that have never once ever made me feel like that and like my best friend Melanie who we've talked about on the show has been in a long-term relationship with somebody that she's like happy and stable with and she still always wants to know about my dating life. I I see Melanie. We see her all the time. Like She's not even my best friend. I see see that bitch all the time. She's great. But you know, I want to say like she is somebody who's been in a relationship for almost seven years but has never once made me feel bad or Mm -hmm. shamed. She always wants to know about the dates I go on and when I, every time I go on a date and they do something terrible a week later, she never makes me feel like she's tired of hearing the stories. She's a good friend. But it's like, to me, that's, that's amazing but like it's like the person like said to me like my goal isn't to go like go out and sleep with people like don't be that kind of person I I love that point maybe your friend's just an asshole and like good (laughs) riddance but you know I'll say this too when I was in Atlanta like I was I was kind of like the last person of like this, these group of girls to find somebody. And this was, you know, early 2015, right? I found my ex that I, that I speak about a lot. And it was kind of cool to be the last person. Cause like, I didn't feel guilty about not hanging out with anybody. Like everybody, you know, cause friends get in relationships and they feel a little bit guilty that they're neglecting. I know we neglect. I'm like, I'm the last one. All those guys, all I did was hang out with guys. And then I met my boyfriend. So like those guys didn't fucking care. They're dudes. They don't give a fuck. So like, I can spend, I can neglect the world and just hole up in like, my love cave and nobody cares. You and Dewey alone. <laughs> and my boyfriend. <laughs> the three of us. Like, it was just, oh, this is kind of the way to do it because now there's zero guilt. There's not like, oh, I should be hanging out with so-and-so because she's single. It was like I was the last single girl. <laughs> and it was just very nice. I got to like, but then I looked back and once I was like really in love, like really with somebody that I was like, this is a person I'm going to be with, then you do realize you're like, oh, this is why my friends wanted to spend all their time with this person because like this is amazing yeah I'm super guilty of it I go on like three dates with somebody and I am so wrapped up in this person you'll never hear from me again don't shut the fuck up don't even play don't even play like that you didn't hear from me all weekend did you this entire past weekend I don't think I even looked at my phone I did yeah every single morning I I woke your ass up and was like (laughs) I need an update and you responded to me good dick as a prison Um, great friend oh I love you (laughs) um I do want to say one thing and then I want to segue to something else but um when I broke up with my fiance, I was 28, maybe 29, and all of my friends right after that got married. I had like four or five weddings, not all of my friends, some of them. I had like four or five weddings that year. My three friends. I only have four friends. Um, all of my friends started getting married, and I was like a little bummed out because like you're reminded constantly. I actually went to a wedding on my wedding date. Oh my God. It was, That's horrifying. It was rough. Um, but I remember my mom. Who like we cutting had, yourself in the bathroom. <laughs> Oh, God. The guy that went with me to this wedding was an angel. Yes. Okay. Um, Anyways, I remember my mom, who we haven't plugged in a while, but um, she said to me, 
do not begrudge other people's happiness. Right. And I always remember this and it's like, you know, you might be going through something and you're sad, but like that doesn't mean that you shouldn't really genuinely be happy for others, even if you're jealous or it makes you feel sad or reminds you of your own loneliness. Um, and that's always stuck with me. Like every time somebody's like gotten engaged or gotten pregnant, like I just remind myself of that. Yeah. Well, and I've said this to you before that we talked about this. You mentioned it. You were like when you broke up with your fiance, you were like, oh my God, like who do I hang out with now? And for me, not knowing you for that long, you know, I haven't, definitely didn't know you back then. Like, it, it's crazy to me to even think of you as, like, not having a bunch of girlfriends. You have so many girlfriends. I've become friends with them all now. Like, you were, like, this great girlfriend. Like, Thank you. I think that we both are. And all of our friends that have met each other love each other. And I think that's a sign of, like, being a good girlfriend. It's, it's hard for me to picture you even, like, not being this great friend and making time for your friends. So, like, I don't know if you were like that back then or that happened after the breakup. I mean, you've a lot of the friends that I've met of yours, like, you've made them since, like, in the recent years. Yeah, I don't think that I just, I mean, I was in a, long-term relationship. I didn't seek out new friends the way that like you do when you're single. And I right. want to talk about that today because I think a lot of people are like, okay, great. Like, How fine, I'm happy for my friends. How the fuck do I make friends? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really seek out new friendships. I was just content to be home. I wanted to cook him dinner. And right. I, I mean, obviously different schedules. I wanted to be awake when he got home. But I think that the minute that that relationship ended, I started to do a couple things. And I think what we want to talk about today is like, how? okay, so how do you make friends? Right. Like, <laughs> you want to hang on to those old friendships and those are always going to be the most important people yeah. in the world to you. You have a, a past and a history with them. But like, I think it's really important to go out and make some single friends. Yeah. I always stockpile girlfriends. Like, I always know. I'm like, this one's going to settle down. I'm going to need another one. Like, you need those backups. So, like, here's how to stockpile girlfriends. I'll never leave you. <laughs> so, the first thing that I started after, like, this serious breakup I went through was I decided that I was just going to start saying yes to everything. Every event that I was invited to, every party, no matter, like, how silly it seemed or stuff I never would have gone to before if I didn't know anybody, I just started saying yes to everything because you just never know who you're going to meet and you're certainly not going to meet anybody sitting at home. Right. And a lot of these things, it's funny, like... We were joking, like, how to meet friends in the wild. Like, a lot of these things do, are the same tips as, like, how to meet men in the wild. I mean, it's just how to meet people. Humans, right. And it's it's weird after a certain age, not weird, it's hard to make friends. Eh, not for me. Yeah, but for most people <laughs> that aren't as amazing as you are. Uh, I'm just, it's my one talent. I'm so good at girlfriends. <laughs> you, you're a very loyal friend. I always tell people that about you. I'm like, of all the friends, like, she's so loyal and she's... Well, I mean, just, like, I'm you're really wonderful. likable. Like, you're we met welcome. each other, we both were like, oh, you're awesome. We're friends now. Like... <laughs> within minutes. <laughs> okay, but I think how we met is actually an interesting way to meet girlfriends and obviously not everybody's going to be on like an Instagram influencer trip or whatever, <laughs> but um, right. I would put myself in immersive situations. Right. So like, yes, you can take a class and meet people, but like take a class that's 10 classes. Go to culinary school or right. a running club or a yoga. you have to see those people again. Yes, people that you have to see all the time. A yoga retreat. If I you're love really the yoga out. retreat. Like, I love that idea and a friend of mine does some of them and they go to Costa Rica and all these cool places and she has told me that the people that go most people most people go alone they're not going with like their friend or their partner like th these people are all there and they all leave as like great friends mm -hmm. it's like summer camp for I mean remember the friends you made at summer camp yeah friends for life so it's like adult summer camp any kind of like they adult actually have trips. adult summer camp yeah, any kind of adult trips you can take. There's one in Israel called Reality. I'm, I don't remember anything else about this, but they have a whole bunch of different ones. One's about like religion, one's about food, one's about whatever. You're in this immersive situation with like 40 people mm -hmm. for, I don't know, a week or two. And 
that you're forced to like get to know people. And that's how you and I met was like, we didn't just like go on a trip together. We had breakfast, lunch, dinner together every single day for four days. And like, you really get to know somebody and you come back and you're like, okay, I have a relationship with this person now. Oh yeah. And that, when I moved here and again, not everybody, we're going to get into a lot of things here, but like not everybody has like the opportunities to do certain things, but I do a little mini share, like a few weekends in the summer in a, a house in Montauk. And when I signed up for it, I didn't know anybody in the house. I knew one girlfriend of a friend, they needed to fill the house. I was like, I'll do it. And every friend I asked, like that I knew did Hamptons houses in New York, like they were like, I met some of my best friends and I literally met some of my best friends. So two of my best girlfriends here met them first weekend in the house. I mean, I'm talking, walked in, never met them before strangers. And now we're like, you're friends with them. Like we're all friends. Like, I mean, my friend Meryl, like we're like best friends and we met last summer strangers walking in this house. And so that if you're in New York and that those opportunities present themselves, you know, again, I know these things cost money, but it, really like these people, so many people met in the house, people met their husbands in the house, wives, like it's those same as what you said, this like immersive experience. Like I just think keep those in your mind when they pop up, say yes. Yeah. Just always keep saying yes. And like, I, even like you and I, I've become friends with all your friends. You become friends with mine. And it's like, I can't even stress this enough. Just use alcohol as a lubricant. If you are too scared to like ask somebody like, are you going to be my friend? Like I, when I met Meryl, like we were hanging out on a rooftop and I was like, Hey, like, I would love to hang out outside of Ashley sometimes. Like, give me your phone number. Wait, you did? Yeah. We're friends now. Do you guys hang out outside of me? <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Shoshi hung out outside of you, so that's fine. We're there. We're hanging out. Like, Raina, when Raina canceled her birthday party, she was like, text Shoshi. And I'm like, you know what? I will. We're going to be friends outside of you because you canceled your fucking birthday party. But I think the thing there is, like, just a mindset thing of, like, do not feel weird. And also, don't feel weird to ask a girl if she wants to hang out. You want to get, get drinks, coffee sometime. Right. Also, don't take it personal if they don't because we're all busy. And I remember one night I met these two girls out with my friend, a guy friend of mine named Aaron. He had these two friends of his loved these girls loved them this is this is six months ago I have not seen those girls since I would love to hang out with them again I'm just busy they're busy we'll do we'll trade texts every once in a while hey girl what are you doing tonight it just hasn't lined up and like none of us are taking it personal I really love them and it's been months and months and months so don't be scared to ask girls to hang out and don't be take it personal if it doesn't work out the first time. Oh, I like that you said that. And I think that like it's never been easier to connect with people in the world. So like maybe you don't send me phone number, but like I don't know, respond to their Instagram stories. Just keep people like top of mind for you and just like connect with people, be a part of seriously for, force yourself. Social media into their too. Life. I th- I have a friend here in the city. I don't think we ever met in person, but we followed each other on Facebook because it's years ago and I think I was in the city and was like, hey girl, do you want to get a drink? Like I I've had people that we've met, I've met girls out and then we didn't really exchange numbers that night, but we had a great conversation. They've hit me up on Instagram. Like, I don't think it's ever, it's just like dating too. And I think one of my main things is like definitely use other people to get through to like the people that might be your lifelong friends. Like you might not love this one girl, but like you might like some of her other friends. So if she's like, hey, I'm doing a little girl's night, go and like meet the other girls. And like, maybe you don't really connect with her. She's not like best friend material, but her friends might be. And I I used to set up in Atlanta, I would set up like these big girls dinners, like girls that kind of like had cool jobs and we were in PR or whatever. And, uh, I would do those and people would meet at those. So like, if you have that opportunity to do that or have a friend do that, um, what does, um, Lindsay do? Yeah. I think it's called the morning meetup. Like she, um, she, that's what, that's how it started, right? She moved here and she wanted girlfriends. So she started this thing that's fucking awesome now and blows up and like people probably meet and become friends for life at that shit. I'm amazed by her. Honestly, right. she was like, I want friends. And she created this giant <laughs> yes. meetup group of the most like badass females on the planet. Everybody is people go to that? What should we, what's it called? Should we plug it? I think it's called the morning meetup. I'll Google it while okay. we're um, 
doing this, but uh, she's another person I met on a like a trip, and we were together like an intensive amount of time, and we'd become super super close. So I think that like like the takeaway for me is like yes, you just have to accept that there's gonna be like, these ebbs and flows in your relationships, and those relationships will be there, but you might feel a little better about the ebbs and flows if you're putting yourself in situations to make other friends. Yeah, and it's awkward and uncomfortable. Like I can't believe that you went to a shore house by yourself, did not know anybody. Like that is brave. Well, and I want to say this too. I think that. We all have insecurities. Not everybody is super outgoing. People are more shy. You know, not everybody operates like I do. I don't operate like some people do. We're all different. But, like, girlfriends have always been so easy to me because there's so much less rejection involved. Like, (laughs) you can have a million friends. So, like, it's not this thing of, like, you hitting on a guy or something and he might be like, oh, my God, I, I don't like you. I don't have girlfriends. Like, you can have a million friends. You can only have one partner. I mean, you know, whatever, traditionally. So I always am, like, I don't have that fear of rejection with a girl and like you know it feels totally different to me so I'm kind of like if I like if I think a girl's cool like I I'm happy to just be like we meet it somewhere I'm happy to be like let's hang out I mean usually it happens organically but and I think you know it's a little things too like the bumble friend thing bumble bff (laughs) do you know who's done that no but I know a lot of people that use meetup I know that's a lot have you ever do you know what meetup is it's a website, okay, and basically kinda. there's a million categories, and it's basically these online groups that, like, meetups for, uh, there's culinary, there's music, there's work, there's exercise, yeah. and it's just these online communities, and they just create, like, meetup situations, yeah. and if you really, if all else fails, I think this is the best thing you can do in any new city, just because, like, it's already, like, created for you. Right. And yeah. so there's a built-in community of people that love to, like, get together and cook Indian food together. Like, all these niche random things. Right. But it's a really good way to meet people. And I'll just throw it out because I always do. I got to be crazy dog lady. <laughs> if you have a dog, <laughs> you can always be friends. Like, <laughs> two of my good girlfriends, like, we've already taken a trip together. We all three met at the dog park. Different times. I met both of them separately. Now they're now they're best friends. They live together. They met at the dog park. We're all good friends. So it's a lot of this, like we said, is the same as meeting guys. I mean, if I, I, I see the same people walking my dog all the time. Like, it wouldn't be weird to be like, hey, we should, like, you ever go to the dog park? We should go together sometime. Like, these things aren't weird. That's Those are the thoughts I think you need to clear out of your mind. Like, this girl's going to think I'm weird. or fr- Like, no, we all want friends. Right. Nobody's ever, like, like called their friend after the dog park and be like, this girl's so weird. I mean, she <laughs> asked me if I wanted to, like, get a drink. It's so crazy. Right. Can you believe how crazy she is? Like, I'm always, I mean, I think in your head it's, like, scary and... I don't know. I'm always a little nervous to go on press trips because, like, I don't know who's going to be on them, but I go, and I never come home without a bunch of friends. Right. Like, we always come back to alcohol. (laughs) We we posted this meme on our account, how girls, when they're drunk in the bathroom, like, literally become best friends, and guys are like, dude, get away from me. Don't even breathe in my direction. (laughs) Any situation that's, like, a group of girls and there's, like, alcohol involved, like, you're going to leave with some new friends. Yeah, 100%. Um, and it's so much easier to connect with people with social media. Like, you met a girl out at something, you want to be friends with her, just start commenting little cute stuff on her Instagram. Think about what a guy would Slide do. Slide to those Just do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I think that we did this topic justice. And the last thing I just want to throw in is that just never think you're too old to make new friends. Like, you can have... Some people stay friends with their childhood friends forever. They're high school friends. They're college friends. Like, my mom met one of her very best friends at 45. I met 
tons of new friends in my 30s. Someone messaged us and she was like, I feel like I'm outgrowing my childhood friends. Like, I think she has this, maybe where she grew up, it's more normal to kind of stay friends with these same people forever. It's like, you could literally make a whole new batch of friends at like 35, 45, 50 years old. Right. Your like friendship group is never like a finished product. <laughs> yes, it doesn't have exactly. To, right. It's like fashion. It just keeps changing. It keeps growing. Um, whew, okay. We got a lot of emails about this. So I'm glad that we talked about it. Um, yes. To wrap up the episode today, we actually are going to go back into our emails. We're mining them. You guys send us so many great emails. Um, I just want to say tons of you send us emails about sexual fetishes. We are going to do an episode about sexual fetishes because I've never actually read all of our emails at once. I was like, holy uh, shit. You did. You did some work, girl. So thank you. You um, went in and like <laughs> you deep dove. I mind that. But they, hundreds of emails about sexual fetishes and like, is this weird? Is this not weird? So anyways, we're going to do a whole episode about we that. We want to have a porn star on. Yes, 100%. Right? So if you're, anyone's listening or knows a porn star, seriously, we're being serious. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I want like real sex tips from a porn star. And like, yeah. I mean, really what I want to put out in the world, like nothing is weird. If you like something, it's not weird. Right. I mean, I've had some people ask me to do some weird stuff. Whatever. So you want to start with this question? Yeah. So I, I'm I not ready to do mine yet because I'm emotional. So we have a couple <laughs> questions. Okay. So I'll just start with this question. It's one that I pulled. Okay. okay. Hit me with this. This is a long email, so I'm going to paraphrase parts of it. But this girl wrote us and said, have you ever run into a man who is an anal lover? Probably the best looking man I've ever seen. We've been on Tinder. Makes money, great smile, incredible style. Fourth date, he invites Hold me on, back. Hold Ra- a smile that could make me wet from a mile away. <laughs> Did you read that? I'm paraphrasing. I love this girl already. Keep going, keep going. I just like that she said that. Keep going. Paraphrase. I'm glad. Away. No, no, I'm glad you slept in it. Fourth date, he invites me back to his place, and of course I say yes. I've wanted this since I saw his picture. We start getting busy. He immediately goes for the booty. I'm not talking a grab, but a full finger in the hole. I mean, at this point, <sighs> I'm thinking how hot he is and how much I've wanted this. Um, next thing I know, we're naked and he's trying to, oh, this is so dirty, ride my butthole without lubricant. Ride um, my ass sans lubricant. What are we trying to hold back now? Yeah, I'm bashful now. <laughs> okay. No words. I get up, collect my clothes, run out of his apartment, butt ass naked because in all hindsight, I just needed to get the fuck out of there. <sighs> He still messaged me to this day talking about how he wants his dick in my ass and hasn't hooked up with a girl and hooked up with a girl last night. She goes on to say how he's messaged other girls. This is the part that I have a problem with, so I'll read it if you don't feel comfortable yeah, with it. Yeah. Okay, she said, he still messages me to this day talking about how he wants his dick in my ass and how he, he hooked up with a girl last night and it was so hard he made her bleed. I'm by no means a prude, but some of the shit he says is the crudest I've ever heard. Long story short, she's basically asking if this is like a, a fucking psychopath. Right. So to me, this is like a couple different things. It's, you know, is this a weird sexual fetish? Because she's saying like he's a fucking psychopath for liking anal. And when do you start asking for these things? And then the the third part of this is the the weirdest, obviously, right. the messaging. Yeah. I don't know why she hasn't blocked him at this point. Right. Um, right off the bat, she's she's like, you know, I, I we're hooking up and I'm so horrified that he's trying to do anal. Like, what a psychopath. And personally, I don't like, of all the fetishes in the world, yeah. this is like the most tame butt stuff. Well, okay. Hold on. We went on a couple dates and everything seemed normal. Okay. So basically, it's just the first time they get back to his place. I go back to a guy's place the first time he puts his finger up my butt and starts trying to have anal. I'm also running out of there horrified, but that's just me. I think that's so bold and like <laughs> you're probably a little crazy. We don't disagree on the fact that like I think that I wouldn't call butt stuff a sexual fetish. I just think it's stuff people like. Like it's not like he wanted her to peg him. Do you think? But yes, on a first only date, only anal wants to have anal all the time is a fetish. 
like can't come from like vaginal yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I would find it odd and it would make yeah. me uncomfortable. Um, but I've certainly been with guys that wanted to do that all the time. I don't want to do it. Right. But yes, when you introduce the sexual fetish, I think is like a little crazy to do it on the first date. And by a little, I mean extremely crazy. Right. A finger up the butt, I don't think is that crazy on a, fir- on a first time you sleep. A lot of people like that. I don't like it, but a lot of people don't mind it. It's I also like, it. I, I would need more details. Like, was there any other foreplay? I mean, is this like he went in for one kiss and then finger up the butt? Like, get the fuck out of here. And like, that text is cr- so, I'm, I'm over that. Right. The, the part of it that makes him a psychopath is he's sending her this stuff. But I would ask myself, and I, I don't know this girl and I don't know this guy, why has he thought the door is open to send you these text messages? You'd have to be very crazy to be sending a, basically a stranger who you don't know at all text messages about your current sex life. Right. And so... Again, I never want to, like, blame a girl or blame anybody without knowing the whole story. But, like, my immediate reaction reading it is, like, this is a bad guy. And, like, stay away. And he's just trying to get whatever he can get with whoever he can get. But, I don't know. What's her question? Is he terrible? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, bye. To recap... Butt stuff is not a crazy sexual fetish to me. When you introduce fetishes, I think you should talk about it. I, I would never, like, I know a lot of guys, like, a finger in the ass. I wouldn't do it Anal without asking. It should definitely be talked about. It should be talked about. Right. Because it's not, a, it's not a hole that I like. Right. You should talk to me about it. But the thing that makes him, like, a Jeffrey Dahmer, I, like, eat people's bodies serial killer is that he's sending her all these things. But I'm yeah, not. I made this girl bleed. Uh, no, thank like, you. Block his, block his phone number. I don't know. Right. Um, all right. Next. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting very emotional. Okay, guys, we got this email. I've been crying about it since <laughs> it came through. And are um, you already crying about this? I I've cried about it. I can't stop thinking about it. So we did the dog episode, and it went totally off the rails. <laughs> Raina, salmon, all the things, <laughs> and um, we didn't get to talk about when you break up, who gets the dog, all that kind of stuff. So someone did email us, and she was like, "I wanted to follow up on that. I wish you guys would do that part too, because I need it in my life." And this email is very long. I'm going to try to paraphrase it. Um, she had a boyfriend for three years. She wanted a baby. He wasn't super on board, but he was like, well, you know, I, I'm not against it and we'll, it'll happen eventually, you know, in a couple of years. So they decided to get a dog, which happens a lot. <laughs> and it, it does oh, prepare yeah. you for a baby in some ways. And placate your partner. So they got the dog. She said, she said, I found the adoption fair. I picked the dog. I did all the dealings with the rescue, all the paperwork, everything. She never had a dog before, all this stuff. So she kind of felt like she was going to be doing all the work. So he actually paid the rescue a couple hundred bucks for the dog, but her name was on all the stuff. And then she obviously fell in love with this dog. She registered the dog as an emotional service animal so she could take him everywhere. It's a small dog. Um, She said, I was super obsessed. I've never been more in love with one thing. And uh, the guy broke up with her out of the blue. She said, one month later, I came home from an awful work day. He had already packed his things and announced that he never wants kids and he's moving out. And he starts to move his stuff out and then his dad shows up this sounds like a fucking little fuck boy like you know who my father is like his, you know his dad shows up like all lawyered up and is like you need to give us the dog and so this is like she's getting dumped he's moving out she has to like hand over the dog and she was like i was so broken that i of course i just gave him the, i don't know what to do and like the dad's there like, your fucking dad you brought your dad into this to like bully her into giving the dog and so um the the story gets even worse. She begged to see the dog for two weeks. He kept ignoring her, making promises, saying he was going to bring her over or whatever. She actually got a lawyer and got sent him a letter, 
all this stuff's going on. It just sounds like a ton, a ton of drama. Um, now the guy sounds like he has a new girlfriend. Um, the dad has called her, still threatening her. Uh, the lawyers, I don't know. There's all these different things. Her, What's her question? She says, to this day, I'm in tears every time I think about my, uh, my dog. I feel sick every time I think about him and this guy and his new girlfriend hanging out with the dog. I miss my dog so much. I hate that he finally gets her. Is there a question? Try to keep it together. Yeah, she's like, should I give up? Like, do I, should I keep trying to get the dog back? To me, that's like somebody asking, like, should I give up on my child? (laughs) Okay. Right? Uh, Yeah. Uh, All right. I I have thought about this long and hard. Um, And we talked about Kate a ton this episode. This happened to Kate. Her, they had her, she had a boyfriend, dog with her boyfriend that cheated on her, a terrible guy. He's basically, they had joint custody, which is terrible, terrible idea. Uh, And he stole the dog and was like, you're never going to see the dog again. So I I consulted with Kate because I felt like we were on the same page about this. Here's my advice. I think that it's the hard part here is like feeling so disrespected and like so taken advantage of and like you got dumped and he gets a dog and he like has t- like ruined your life. Also, this person like walked in the door and destroyed, like leveled yeah, her I life. I can't believe he was like, and you can keep the dog because I'm breaking up with you for the worst reason ever. Like I don't want to have a family and here's my dad and I'm moving on. I cannot believe, this is a terrible person. I think there's a couple things you need to tell yourself before you move on. I think this is a terrible human. Karma will come back to bite him. This is an awful person and you need to take the high road. I think that you need to, Tell yourself that the dog's going to be okay and that he's taking care of the dog. The dog's going to have a nice life. Dogs do not think the way the humans do. The dog, if he saw her again, he would love her and be want to be with her, but the dog is not crying every day. They're just built differently. If the dog's being taken care of, the dog is fine. I think she should adopt another dog that needs saved. There's plenty of dogs that need homes. They're going to be killed and kill shelters. Like I think the move is to get another dog. Know in your heart you have saved two dogs' lives at this point and have a dog that you will love and that is not tied to all this drama and just let that drama like leave your life. And that's what Kate did. Kate got a new dog. Uh, she went to the shelter and found the cutest little dog like cowering in the corner and she still has her. Her name is Olive. And I think she as hard as it is, like needs to tell herself, like, this is a bad person. This is a horrible thing that happened to me. The dog is going to be fine. And I think she needs to, to get a new dog. And then you're, you're, what a great, what a great person. You know, you've saved, now you've saved these two dogs. I think it's such a horrible story, but I mean, do you agree? I, I think, I don't think she's going to be able to get, I think if she, even worst, best case scenario, she somehow gets the dog back. She's always going to be looking over her shoulder. Like, is the dad going to come back and get him? Or like joint custody is a terrible idea. That's stressful and dramatic too. And this reminder of this person that broke your heart and I just think it's like the dog is fine I'm gonna like save another dog I mean I, I guess I don't have an advice in this situation as I've ever had a dog I mean I did have somebody walk in the door one morning and say I don't love you anymore and I'm right. leaving you and then his parents did show up and pack the entire right. apartment up and destroy my life but um, I guess the only thing I can relate to this is like he owed me a lot more money after we broke yeah. up and I thought like if I, I could go after the money and we could be embroiled in this legal thing it could be this thing that ties me to this person mm-hmm. who I fucking hate forever or I can honestly just like walk away from it and yep. I'll make more money. Right. But like money is not the same thing as it's like It's not a pet. the same, but I, I appreciate the, the what you say. And like, because you felt like, how does this person get to do this to me? And then they have this thing of mine that I am entitled to. And right. it's very different. It's money and not even comparable money and totally. like a dog that you love. But like, same concept of like, it hurts and not only hurts, you feel like taken advantage of and so shit all over. But like, I don't know. I, I, I that's what I would do. That find a dog that's in a kill shelter. Like, you know, feel really good about what you're doing and know that like you're, ex-boyfriend is a fucking terrible human. I want to fucking murder him. Right. And um, his dad. <laughs> so the advice here is Okay, so hire the advice a here man, is hire a hitman, murder kill everyone. the dad, frame the son, <laughs> take the dog. <laughs> 
<laughs> Done. We answered your question. Okay, I think we have to wrap up for the day. Well, guys, just to wrap up, friendships ebb and flow. Go out and make new friends. Make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver, the other is gold. Do you know how many times I've wanted to say this today? I can't even tell you how many times this has been like regurgitating up my body. Oh, thank it. God you said it. We made it. Um, anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, please continue to put us in your Instagram stories and tell your friends about us. Uh, if you could leave us a rating on iTunes, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. And like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are going to be doing some fun stuff with Ticketmaster this summer. So follow along at Instagram, hashtag summer of live. Follow us on social media girls gotta eat podcast <laughs> follow us on instagram facebook twitter not on snapchat you guys get upset if we don't shit on snapchat so there it is <laughs> and we will see you next week have a good week guys bye